0: Welcome to church. We're just getting started this morning. If you're joining us for the first time uh, in-house or online, welcome. You know what? We work really hard to make it as a a come-as-you-are kind of atmosphere, but we expect, because expectation brings on the anointing, come on, we expect that God's going to do something and give you something greater than even anything you could have hoped, imagined, or even dreamed of. How's that sound? How's that sound, Sheldon? Does sound all right? Come on. (laughs) Awesome. I'm Matt, Um, my beautiful bride, and I are the pastors here at College Street. And we're just honored to do this with you. We're in, yes, part two of Kingdomology. But I got a question for you. Have you taken the time to ask yourself what's worthy of you? You see, there's a lot going on in the world right now, and there's a lot of things that would love to steal your head, your heart, and your hands, right? Some people have even confused in this season their net worth with their self-worth. And we can chase, and we can be consumed even by conflict, but not here, not in this house. Say, not here. Not now. Well, come on. Because God wants to remove what is confusing and He promises to replace it with clarity. How many of you could use a little more clarity right now? A little less confusion in your life when you came to the right place. You see, through His Word today, He wants to plant you in stability so that He can release His ability. Sound good? Well, Psalm 92 verse 12 says that planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to God's house. Are you ready to flourish today? Come on, Andrew. Are you ready to flourish today? Congratulations on the baby girl, bro. That's awesome. Come on. Come on. So what things have you hidden in your heart? What dreams, desires, even passions that maybe have been locked away and it's time they come out? What have you locked away that God wants to release today? Because I think for some of you, you think you've been waiting on God, but today God wants to say he's waiting on you. I believe that there is a treasure, treasure, no, treasures that God has placed inside of each and every one of us. Long ago, you know, Ephesians 2.10 says, in Christ Jesus, we are God's handiwork, masterpiece, created to do things that he planned for us in advance, prepared for us in advance to do. Maybe, just maybe, that treasure is buried beneath your belief. And maybe, just maybe, we need to find some faith today to uncover it and discover it. So this new series, Kingdomology, is all about the study of God's kingdom. As my beautiful wife just prayed, Lord, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as what? It is in heaven. Come on. We need more heaven on earth. We need more heaven. Could you use some more heaven on earth? Come on. Could you use some more heaven in your home? Could you use some more heaven in your heart, in your head, and in your hands? Let's talk about what that looks like. Uh, if you would, turn with me to Matthew 13. You can use your phones, your apps, your, um, you can go to the website where people dot church, and there's the version app. I've even put my notes up there. I keep saying I did it, but you know what? My confession is my sister-in-law does it. Thank you, Janine. Give credit where credit is due. And you can go deeper. You can take your own notes. All the scripture is there. Please take it, use it, share it. Go deeper turn to someone and say, go deep. Oh, come on. Go deep. There you go. We don't want to live life shallow. We don't want shallow relationships and we don't want shallow experiences. So Matthew 13, Matthew 13, starting in verse 44. Okay. It says, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. This is Jesus speaking. It says, when a man found it, he hid it, and then in his joy, he went and sold all that he had, and he bought that field. Wouldn't you? See, the first point about kingdomology I want to talk about today when we're focusing on the heart, because that's what we're going to focus on, the heart. And the first thing is that kingdomology is a treasure. It's a treasure. It's a treasure. What do you value more than ever? What do you treasure? Who and what do you place value on? You see, there's so many treasures that the king has hidden within you. This room is full of treasure. Straight up, full of treasure. I'd like to share with you a story by uh, Earl Nightingale. True story. True story. You may have heard it. It's called Acres of Diamonds. Acres of Diamonds. This is a story about an African farmer who heard tales about other farmers who had made millions by discovering diamond mines. These tales so excited the farmer that he could hardly wait to sell his farm, sell everything, and go prospecting for diamonds himself. So he sold the farm, and he spent the rest of his life wandering in search of these high-priced, market-valued gems. But unfortunately, he didn't find any. And unfortunately, after being worn out and losing hope, he threw himself in a river and he drowned. Now meanwhile, the man that had bought his previous farm happened to come across a small stream on the property. And one day he saw a bright flash of blue and red light from the bottom of the stream. He bent over, and he picked up a stone. It was a good-sized stone. He admired it. And he brought it home, and he placed it on the fireplace mantle because it was interesting. It was pretty. Well, several weeks later, a visitor had come by, and he saw the stone on the fireplace mantle. He, he, He held the heavy stone in his hand, and he nearly fainted. He asked the farmer if he knew what he had found. And the farmer said no. He thought it was... a piece of crystal. The visitor told him that he must have found one of, if not the largest diamond known to man. The farmer had trouble believing this. He told the other man that the creek was full of such stones, not as big, but all throughout the small river was sparkling stones at the bottom of him. You see, The farm the first farmer had sold, so that he might go find all these diamonds, turned out to be one of the most productive diamond mines in the entire African continent. The first farmer had owned free and clear acres of diamonds. But he sold them for practically nothing in order to look elsewhere. If the first farmer had only taken the time to learn and prepare himself what diamonds really look like in their rough state, come on, and thoroughly explored the property in which he already had and not looked elsewhere, all of his wildest dreams would have come true. True story. True story. And that's what God wants to do in our hearts today. You see, he even loves us in our rough state. He wants us to discover the acres of diamonds that he's already placed within us. I want to explore internally what God placed in there a long time ago that he wants to do that will go eternally. One of my good friends and coaches once told me, he said, Matt, you know, the reason God created eternity, Luke, is because it will take an eternity To bring out of you what he put inside of you. Matthew 13 tells us that finding the treasure was free, but owning it came with a cost, right? Finding was free, but owning it came with a cost. It says, in his joy, in his joy, and I would be pretty joyful too. In his joy, he went and sold all that he had to buy the field. Because there's a treasure in it. The reason the man sold all that he had because it was nothing in comparison to what he found. And that's how it is with God's kingdom. The treasure that he gives us. What he asks of us is nothing in comparison to what he gives us. But if we just sit on it, is it really valuable? You know, verse 45 says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and he sold everything again and he bought it. Here's my second point Kingdomology is about finding value. Being kingdom minded is about finding value in yourself and in others. What you look for is what you find. You see, there are pearls that God has placed in this world that are waiting to be discovered. It starts in here. But even once you've discovered it, if you don't know where to place your pearls, come on, somebody else might abuse it. I have met so many people as a life coach that have great passion and great purpose just in the wrong person or the wrong place. Matthew 7, verse 6 says this. It says, do not give to dogs what is sacred and do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they will trample them under their feet. And guess what? Then they will turn and tear you to pieces. I don't know if you ever had that before. You shared a dream, a passion, a desire, something that you sensed that God was saying to you, wanted to do for your family, your business, and you shared it with the wrong person. And they threw it back in your face well you couldn't possibly do that you know how much that would cost how much education that would take you can't do that well maybe I can't but God can't <laughs> have you met my Jesus it's a good thing his word says that the end of me is the beginning of him and my weakness his strength is made perfect what hmm I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Careful who you share your pearls with. You see, it's about finding them, but it's also about guarding them. Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, you just highlight that. Above all else, guard your heart for everything flows from it. Once you've unlocked that thing, once you've unlocked that passion, once you've unlocked that dream, be careful who you share it with. Hey, Shar. Amen, she says. Because some of us tend to waste good things on people that don't appreciate it. Do people deserve it? Yes. Of course they do. Do they appreciate it? Not always. Are people worth it? Yes. Of course they are. But unfortunately, You can't make somebody else buy into your belief. Come on. It's a matter of the heart. You see, there are hearts that are open and there are hearts that are closed. Some just for a season. So don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. You see, because on your own is impossible, but with God, all things, say all things, all things are possible to him who believes. We must keep sharing. We must keep spreading. We must keep sowing the good news of the kingdom. You know, there are those that will remain locked for a season. But there are those that are waiting on you. There are those that are waiting on you to come along and unlock. Unlock the key to the kingdom. They're desperate. You might be here in this room right now. You are desperate. You've tried everything else, and you thought you'd give this church thing a go. You thought you'd give this Jesus thing a go. And I'm telling you, God's about to unlock something that was inside of you, but he needs you to do it with him. Faith without works is dead. We're waiting on the key. Some of us are waiting on the key. I'm telling you, Jesus is the key to the kingdom. Jesus is the key to unlocking his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. You know, my beautiful wife and I, we sold almost everything, right? I said almost, almost everything to be here. Why? Because when we walked into this place, when we walked into this space, even today when I... I meet people, new people, every day and every week that are coming into the house of God. When I walk those streets of Chilliwack, I see acres of diamonds. From day one, when we came here, we show up, we saw a place that is acres of diamonds. Everything we need, everything you need is right here, right now, in the house of God. God has placed things inside of you. It looks a little rough right now. But you don't see that diamond, not yet, not yet. And may I remind you that diamonds are formed deep beneath the earth's surface under extreme heat and extreme pressure. Any of you been feeling that? Any diamonds in the house? Any diamonds in the house? Oh, you've been feeling the heat, you've been feeling the pressure, you're just looking for the the diamond, it's coming. It's coming, it's coming. Acres of diamonds. You know, Jesus' disciples, they, they sold all that they had. Some of them, they just walked away from it. They walked away from it all just so they could be and walk with the key, being Jesus, to experience his kingdom on earth. Kingdomology comes with a cost. There's a cost. I'm not talking about salvation, but there is a cost to that. The greatest cost was Jesus laying down his life for you. There's always a cost. A cost that you can't pay. And people don't, people don't want to know how much something costs until they know how much it's worth. If I were to put this treasure up for auction right now and I didn't tell you what was in it, I wonder how far we would go. We should try it. Maybe next week. Here's the thing. I don't know if you notice this but people don't care what you know until they know that you care it's a matter of the heart Jesus said in John 13 35 by this everyone will know that you are my disciples by your love for one another he's after our heart You know, in Matthew 22, when Jesus was challenged by the religious leaders, the Sadducees and the Pharisees and all them religious leaders, what's the most important law? He said everything hangs off this. Love God, love others. Love God, love others. 1 Corinthians 13 says that, You know, we could have the gift of prophecy, move mountains, all this wisdom, but if we have not love, we are nothing more than a noisy gong. Christ, it was the greatest love sacrifice. Offering ever given was him laying down his life for us so that you and I could be here today but not so that we could just sit on the treasures that are within us, not so that they would go to the grave with us. Verse 51, Jesus says to his disciples, have you understood all these things? He asked, yes, they replied. You see, because it's the insight that unlocks our foresight. If if you can't see it in here, you're not going to see it out there. Can you see it in here, especially when it looks like things aren't in your favor? You see, when we see it in our hearts, we just get a glimpse, say glimpse. We get a glimpse of how it is in heaven. Spending time with Jesus unlocks the keys to our hearts and the keys to his kingdom. In verse 52, he said, Therefore, every teacher of the law who has become a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old. New treasures as well as old. Kingdomology is about generosity. It's about the bringing the treasures you have, new and old, out, not keeping them in out You see God's law both old and new it liberates us if you understand that it points to Jesus the key so that his kingdom may come so that his will would be done it gives us our daily bread he's our provider It unlocks our hearts to receive forgiveness so we can also give it. He's the key. His kingdom leads us away from temptation. Away from temptation. His kingdom delivers us from evil. It unlocks his power. It unlocks his glory forever and ever. Yeah, you can clap for that. That's scriptural. Forever and ever. And once you have it, you want to share it. Once you have it and you experience it, you you want to share it. Because you realize in your heart of hearts, that wasn't meant for you to just keep in. And if you read the scripture, you know that the same blessing spoken over Abraham is spoken over you and that God would make you a blessing, not just bless you, make you a blessing. That that key would unlock gifts, talents, and abilities that wouldn't just further you, but further others for his kingdom and his glory. In Matthew 6, 19 to 21 of the Passion Translation, I love the passion because I'm a little bit passionate. I don't know if you noticed that. Don't keep hoarding for yourself earthly treasures that can be stolen by thieves. Isn't that true? Material wealth, eventually it rusts, decays, and loses its value. Instead, say Instead. Instead, stockpile heavenly treasures for yourself that cannot be stolen and will never rust, decay, or lose their value. Check it out. Watch this. Watch this. For where your heart will always pursue what you esteem as your treasure, your heart will always pursue. What are you pursuing? What are you going after? What, most importantly, who will you pursue? When we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all things, say all things, will be added unto us. Jesus will unlock the key to our heart and to his kingdom. There are treasures. There are treasures, I'm telling you guys, that were meant to come out. It starts today. There are books, ladies and gentlemen, that were meant to be written, that have not been written yet. It starts today. Today. There are songs that were meant to be sung. There are businesses that are waiting to be built. And there are battles that were meant to be won. It starts today. All for the glory of God to see his kingdom come. The, the, the takeaway I have for you today is this? Is that Jesus is that key to unlocking our hearts and experiencing the kingdom. You see, we need to open to God's love, to his generosity, to his faith. When your heart is open to Jesus, you have more than enough. You are more than enough. You have heaven and you have access to his kingdom power. When you give your heart to Jesus, you'll discover acres of diamonds. All of this buried beneath your belief. Allow faith, allow faith to harvest your field. Would you stand with me, church? Stand with me. Imagine a church That is known for having generous hearts imagine a church that unlocks the kingdom in its community church come on what does that look like what does that look like in your home what does that look like in the workplace what does that look like in the community what does that look like in your heart I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, College Street, Victory Church. We will be known by a church that is generous. And on generosity, we will stand. I mentioned before that diamonds are formed deep beneath the earth's surface under extreme heat and pressure. And I know you feel it, even as I speak and even as I share the scripture, you feel it and you want to believe it. You want to believe it. I share with you the most exciting find and the most exciting treasure that's ever been found and that is the relationship with Jesus. I'm telling you, I would not be here today with my beautiful family and the five kids that I should not be here like many I've messed up like many I probably look a lot less like a diamond and like something else and I still do have my rough edges but God sees what's within that he put in there a long time ago God sees the child of God that was made in his image you Lee. You, Wes, Ethan, Karen, Darren, Scott, Krista, Kamala, Luke, all of you, Celeste, Emily, you, Harry, Rick, Paul, come on, man, you, bro. James, come on. Matt, Colleen, Nigel, just say your name. Say me. He made you. He created you, Shooter. He designed you. He's not done with you. He's Just getting started. And even if I didn't say your name, he knows your name. He sees you. He knows you. And he wants you to know right here, right now. He's not done with you. He loves you. He gave his life for you. And Paul said in Romans ten nine, if we believe in our heart, if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, if we believe that God the Father raised his son from the grave, we will be saved. You see, faith is the evidence of things hoped for, yet not seen. Do you see it in here? Do you believe it in here? Will you take faith and will you step in to a relationship, not religion, a relationship with Jesus? Or maybe it's time you step up. Maybe it's not just you stepping in for the first time. It's somebody stepping up and digging out from within what he placed inside. And you said, no more. I'm not waiting. I'm not hesitating. I am tired of being paralyzed by fear. Because when you are paralyzed by fear, you don't take risks. You don't take risks in your relationship. You won't take risks in your life. But faith, faith, ladies and gentlemen, allows you to move forward. Would you pray with me right now? Would you believe with me right now? Just repeat after me, say, dear Jesus, I'm tired of not stepping up. I'm tired of what's held me back. I'm tired of unbelief. Help me with my unbelief. You see, I believe that you chose to die for me. And I believe that you rose from the grave. Would you forgive me? Would you forgive me of my sins? Would you come into my heart? Would you be Lord over my life? Thank you that my past is past today is a new day with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Just stay in the moment. Stay in the moment. Stay in the moment. Keep your heads bowed. Keep your eyes closed. Stay in the moment. You're watching right now online. Stay in the moment. God's speaking to you too right now. He's speaking to you too right now. It's time to let go and let God if you prayed that prayer in which we prayed for the first time in inviting Jesus into your heart, we're coming back to him today. Would you just give me a thumbs up if you're in the room right now? All heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I just want to thank you. I just want to celebrate with you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. My next question is this, if, if this message spoke to you, something inside of you, not, not Matt, not pastor Matt, but the scripture in which we read today spoke to your heart today and you know, God's got more for you. Would you just give me a thumbs up in the house? Oh, praise Jesus. That's for you. Thank you, Jesus. Well, you can open your eyes and, and, um. Probably a lot of you are wondering, what is in this box? Think it's nothing. It's not an empty tomb. (laughs) It's, I wouldn't do that to you. You know, I mentioned before that Jesus is the key that unlocks the keys, the gifts, the desires and the passions that are deep within you. It, It seems so small. But how can something so small unlock something so valuable? This is my small gift and gesture to you as we finish the service today. I'm going to hand this out to the host team and if you would like one, we'd love for you to just be blessed or you could pass it on. You could wear it around your neck as a reminder that Jesus is the key to the kingdom. But this party isn't over yet. We're not called to just do church, but to be the church. And Jesus commissioned us in discipleship to go into all the world making disciples and baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Every Sunday we just prepare and we make a way so the way being Jesus can step in and you can step in with Him. If you don't understand baptism, it says in Romans It's something that we are commissioned to do. It's not a suggestion. We just study it this morning as the men this morning. Even Jesus himself was baptized. And John the Baptist, wonder what he was known for, was in the wilderness preparing a way for the way. And when Jesus started walking towards him, he said, behold the Lamb of God who comes to take away our sins. And Jesus... Jesus himself being baptized John looked at him and he says, no 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 it needs to be the other way around. <laughs> you need to baptize me and he says, no we need to fulfill what was spoken and he spoke it over you a long time. And it says in Romans that when we go under the water that we are baptized with Christ, just like when he went to the grave that we are buried with Christ. When we come out of the water it represents his resurrection that we are resurrected with Christ I am telling you, Come on, Candace. I am telling you something happens. Am I right? Am I right? Something happens when you step in and God steps in and you leave behind what was holding you back. So, if that's you and you, and you want to step in as we worship, I've got clothes and i got towels. I'm ready. But most importantly, God's ready. Just, just feel free to come forward. Let's worship God together now. Come on.